Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. And this is day 19 of season 95. Our first question asks uh, where England defeated Pakistan in the 2022 ICC Men's T20 World Cup. So there's a cricket ground known as the G. It is in the country that was the defending champion of that particular tournament. Mm -hmm. And it is also said to be an enormous cricket ground. Right. So I figured I know three countries that are, well, I know four countries that are good at cricket. Mm -hmm. England and Pakistan. Okay, it's probably not Obviously. one of those. <laughs> India. Sure. And Jamaica. Mm. And I figure, okay, if it's an enormous cricket ground, it's probably not Jamaica. Mm. So I'm going to go with India. Okay. Yeah, I really thought of India right away for this one. Um, just knowing that that is a, is a huge um, just sort of portion of their sporting life i guess is um the way i'd put it um and i would f i feel like an iconic and enormous cricket ground where else but india kind of could mm -hmm. that be located it's just so associated with it in my mind um i certainly know that other countries play it and i considered you know could this be someplace counterintuitive like sri lanka or um you know some other i I think maybe Australia crossed my mind, but I'm, I'm not really even sure of that. Um, but I thought, no, it's got to be India because, you know, this is the sort of Thorsten wants you to get it thing, right? Like it's, that's the one that's so closely um, linked. And I thought, you know, English is a, an official language of India. It could be called the G, certainly. That doesn't really indicate, you know, mm. not that. So I thought, sure, let's go with India. It was Australia. Oh, darn it, anyway. Which I, I won't say surprised me, but mm -hmm. I would not have thought of it. Yeah. I think um, I would have gone same. through several other countries before Australia if you just kept telling me, nope, nope, nope. I sort of feel like I retroactively recognize that as just like, I've probably seen a BBC headline talking about it in my RSS reader, mm. um, but I did not key in on it as a trivia topic. There's a lot of different cricket tournaments though oh okay so it's entirely possible that you saw this one or you saw some other one <laughs> um, so yeah there's it's it's a it's a bunch of different formats and different kinds uh -huh. so and and they're all kind of uh uh they're 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 different kind of competitive levels but it's it's kind of like college football and pro football like uh -huh. there are definitely people like us who just watch college football Sure. And we do not consider it to be the junior partner to pro football. It is a different game with different mm. uh, aspects of it that we enjoy. Sure. So cricket is much like that, except it's more than just two things. It's a bunch okay. of different versions of it. Uh, I see. I appreciate the context there. Um, I don't think I've seen that level of coverage on the BBC, though. Like what I've seen of it, mm -hmm. I think, has been just the the biggest highlights or something. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of you to to portray it like I had no chance to actually get this. Um, but I, I might have done if I had really paid a little more attention. <laughs> Question two asks us, 
for missing words from the name of a band and a story and a book and a film. Blank play Songs of Love. Right. Um, this one, I think, has just kind of been in the um, in the public consciousness in enough forms and at the right time frame for me to have kind of, um, you know, set it down to memory. But if I'm asked to fill in blank play Songs of Love, that's a novel and uh, a 1992 film, then I think of the Mambo Kings play Songs of Love. That's just, I, I just kind of know that. I haven't read the book. I don't think I've seen the film. But it was, you know, to the extent that it was a cultural phenomenon, it was at the right time in my life when I was paying attention to such things, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the, the film adaptation was not some kind of blockbuster hit. It was more towards the mm-hmm. uh, more indie or, you know, um, less slightly less mainstream, I guess, um, uh, type of category. So um, that's right when I was, you know, leaving high school, getting into college. Um, and it was also a big time for video rentals and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so you would see it in multiple places, um, if you bother to look and it's kind of a sticky phrase. So, um, I, I knew this was the Mambo Kings. Yep. I don't think I ever saw the movie either. Uh, I know I've not read the book. Uh, I did not know there was a musical adaptation of it, (laughs) uh, but I, I remember, Mambo Kings, and I remember it being Mambo Kings Play Songs of Love, mm-hmm. for you know, being that being the original title, mm-hmm. or the title of the original novel. So, yeah, this, the, the only question I had in my mind was, do I say Mambo Kings or The Mambo Kings? Mm-hmm. And I went with Mambo Kings, because Ooh. I don't know why. Okay. But I yeah. feel like I'm probably going to get it. Well, I would assume so under most circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I put the Mambo Kings because I did notice, you know, it's asking what words are missing. Mm -hmm. um, And I don't know whether the counts. If it it had said three words, I would have put in the the, the, Mm. but I wasn't 100% certain that the name of the the novel wasn't Mambo Kings play Songs of Love. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to overplay my hand there. I know the Mm. I know the movie was the Mambo Kings. Sure. I'm pretty sure about it. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a thing in there that things like articles don't count unless they change it to something mm-hmm. that represents a different work. So I would, I would think he would. Mm-hmm. I think so. Get it, unless he's feeling really strict over there. Yeah. Question three asks us to name one of two countries uh, that fought a war in which about a half million people were killed between 1980 and 1988. Uh, I've been to one of the major memorials of this war. Ah. I lived about two blocks from it for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, it was the Iran-Iraq War. Right. Uh, which indeed covered most of the 80s. It was the longest war of the 20th century. Huh. Um, and yeah, it was much bigger and more horrible and worse than is in the Western imagination where we, we kind of vaguely know that they fought for a while back in the olden days, but no, it oh, okay. was eight years of absolute butchery. Oof. And so I, uh, I believe I answered, yeah, I answered Iran in this one, uh, just 
probably because alphabetically that was the first one. I think, I think in my mind it is the Iran-Iraq war rather than the other way around. So that was the first one I thought of, and that's what I went with. Okay. Uh, you know, when you say it's not in the, the public imagination very much, you are right, as I am a member of the public. Um, and, you know, we talk about, just in the previous question, I'm talking about, like, time frames for knowing and understanding things. And despite the amount of NPR that was, you know, just in the background at my house in these years growing up, somehow this is not something that was, I don't know, dramatized for me or like was put front and center of news that I would be hearing and paying attention to that much. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, I kind of deduced that this would be someplace in the Middle East, at least, because I thought it doesn't sound right for, you know, I don't think there were countries in South America or Central America doing this. I don't think it, this was an African war. Um, I don't think that, you know, I, I just kind of thought probably the Middle East is where I should be circling around and trying to figure this out. Uh, I ended up just making a guess of Syria just because Syria has seemed to be so war-torn for so long. Yeah, um, yeah it seems and, like it's been eight years or possibly more that Syria has been in civil war. Yeah, 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 it's... it's um, and, and I recall that there was just a lot of instability in that area in general, mm -hmm. um, in you know, throughout the 80s, certainly. Um, and of course, beyond, you know, depending on which specific countries, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, that was my guess. Uh, but it was the Iran-Iraq War. Of course. Question four uh, asks us, what uh, disease did the WHO approve a vaccine of just last year? Yeah, this has been an amazing public health success story. Um, and thank goodness for my public health street cred that I, I landed on the right one for this because um, I was, you know, pretty much right away pretty sure this was malaria. Um, and I thought about, you know, there's, there's a couple other diseases that are on their way to being, um, you know, controlled, contained, eradicated, what have you. Um, this is one of the types of things that I read about in the future crunch newsletter, um, because it's some of the good news that isn't as publicized as all the terrible news mm -hmm. that grabbed people's attention. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this, you know came out um, again in that year where COVID-19 was pulling our attention away from everything else. Um, and so what really locked this in for me was the fact that, um, you know, half of the people killed by malaria are children under the age of five. Mm -hmm. Malaria is, you know, in a gastrointestinal disease or the symptoms of it are that. And the, the dehydration from it is um, kills just so many children. Um, and so if we could have a vaccine to fight it. Uh, the interesting thing about it, too, is that it's, you know, it's a mosquito-borne illness. Um, and so I'm not used to thinking of that sort of thing as a vaccine-preventable disease. Mm. You know, it, I think it more of a, almost like a parasitic or something like that yeah. um, type of disease. But it's amazing that there is, in fact, now a vaccine that uh, is being administered um, in places where it's needed. Yep. 
So um, I was mostly certain that this was malaria. Uh, yeah, I, I first thought it was malaria. And, then I, and I thought, I, I feel like this was, in fact, a news story that I remember hearing about. Mm-hmm. Was it a year ago? Possibly. Was it five years ago? Possibly. <laughs> was it sometime in the the era of no calendars that we've been in since basically mm. November 2016? Sure. Yeah. Um, what stopped me, though, uh, or gave me pause, I should say, not to spoil the ending, <laughs> was I did not realize that mo- that like half of the deaths from malaria were children. Oh. I honestly had no idea of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I... It doesn't, like, I, I didn't think that was wrong. I just didn't know it, and it it didn't uh, it didn't strike me as a thing that I knew about malaria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of had to think, like, would that, okay, I guess it makes sense. I mean, there's nothing about malaria that would preclude children from dying from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just half of the people who die from it? That's, that <laughs> seems crazy. Yeah. But okay, uh, I guess yeah. Let's let's go with malaria. You know, in one of these, if it's not this, it's something I never <laughs> would have come up with. You know. Yeah. So sure. Yeah, and that was a correct answer. Oh. Um, the uh, the public health interventions for children um, prior to this vaccine, uh, and and of course maybe still if the children are, are getting malaria. Um, would be things like um, breastfeeding and oral rehydration therapy. Mm-hmm. As I recall, this is one of the issues with uh, formula feeding and the promotion of that in countries where, you know, malaria is present is when, you know, children don't breastfeed, they don't have that option um, to be rehydrated that way when they get an illness like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so promotion of breastfeeding and this, you know, oral rehydration therapy, which is, you know, something akin to, you know, giving kids little bits of Pedialyte throughout the illness so that they just don't die of being dehydrated um, has, I know, saved a lot of lives as well. Um, but a vaccine is very much a game changer in a lot of ways. So looking forward to hearing more about that. Question five asks us, uh, what river passes through or borders more than any other, more countries than any other river in the world? Uh, So my first thought was the Danube, because I know it goes through a lot of uh, European countries and there's uh, at least a few uh, capitals that it's on. I recall there being a question, I think in School of Trivia uh, a month or so ago about the fact that it passes through three capitals that start with the letter B. Oh. Um, Bratislava, Belgrade, either Budapest or Bucharest, I can't remember. Ah. Um, and, but then I thought, 3,000 kilometers, that seems like not enough, that, that seems awfully long for the Danube, which I think of as a very central ah. European kind of river. Okay. Here's the thing about me. I am terrible at judging lengths. <laughs> distances mm-hmm. heights etc um so my uh and unfortunately i did not quite read this question exactly correctly because my thought was three thousand miles is like the width of america 
<laughs> and th there's nothing in Europe that's 3,000 miles. That's way too long. I didn't really even stop to think, no, no, 3,000 kilometers, that's, you know, barely, that's only 1,800 miles or so. Right. So that's possible. If I had, I think I still would have thought, no, that seems awfully big for Europe. Um, <sighs> and I started thinking about rivers in Africa, specifically the Congo, mm -hmm. which I know at least two national capitals are on. Mm. Because there's two national capitals that are across the Congo from each other. <laughs> Brazzaville and I can't remember the other one. Okay. Um, and so I thought, yeah, okay, 3,000 kilometers sounds right for the Congo. It's very long. It goes through a lot of Africa. Uh, I know it passes through, you know, does it pass through 10 countries? I don't know. The countries are, uh, there, there's a big spread of sizes of countries in Africa. It could, I think, probably. Um, and I just kept coming back to the Danube. Well, it's, it passes through at least three national capitals, but I remember that question not saying that it passes through more than that. If it passes through three that start with a, the letter B, then there couldn't possibly just only be one more. That would be weird. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go with the Congo. Yeah, uh, I had a similar thought process to you, except much shorter and more despairing because I'm so, you know, I'm, I, geography is not one of my strengths, river geography way less so. I, it's one of those things that I feel, you know, kind of left behind on in the sense of you kind of have to just memorize these things at a certain level like there's no you know there's no trick to knowing them it's it's kind of just you have to have been exposed to them a lot or required to know them or something you know some experience that I have not had or some you know uh, uh memory space that I have not allotted or I don't know what anyway um I just, I put down the Congo as well, thinking, okay, Africa has lots and lots of countries, so it follows that it would have a river in it that, you know, passes through or borders lots of lots of countries, four capital cities, why not, you know, um, and I, I, I considered trying to think of a river in Europe, but Danube is not one I would have ever got to. Because I don't know rivers and river geography very well. Um, so I, with much less thought about it than you put into it, I put down Congo as well. <laughs> it was Danube. Nuts. Yeah. Question six asks us for a particular unit that has been defined by at least three different uh, methods. Right. It talks about a platinum meridian bar... Uh, a segment of the length of the quadrant of the Earth's meridian, blah, 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 um, or the length that light travels in a vacuum in a tiny amount of a second. Um, and the one that really kind of sealed this one for me more is the one ten millionth of the length of the quadrant of the Earth's meridian through Paris. Um, but really just kind of remembering that I know that the meter is essentially derived from the size of the earth and one ten millionth sounds pretty uh you know appropriate for uh something that like 
I know that the Earth's uh, circumference or whatever is something like 25,000 kilometers or thereabouts. Like, you know, it's it's in that neighborhood or something. I, it's in that uh, order of magnitude, let's say, of kilometers. And so I thought that sounds like, you know, if you take the three zeros off the end, that's, you know, that's what the kilometer would be. So this must be the meter. Um, and the two marks on the platinum meridian bar, sure, why not? Um, you know, light traveled in a vacuum is generally in meters per second as well. So I just thought, yeah, what? okay, why not? Why not the meter? I think that sounds about right. Uh, as soon as I saw platinum meridian, I knew this mm, was going to okay. be the meter. The, sure. the, the two marks uh, on, on the bar uh, were kept in Paris. Uh, in carefully controlled atmospheric conditions for a long time. And it, yeah, and it was, that was actually this kind of the second version of it. This, the, mm -hmm. the second, ver the, the original version of the meter was the second thing noted here. Right. That it was based on the, the measurement of the earth. Uh, and then once they kind of had a standard and realized that, you know, the, you can't really uh, have people figure out you know, what, what's a 10 millionth of the length of the quadrant of the Earth's meridian through Paris every time they want to figure out how long something <laughs> is. Yes. They said, okay, well, we'll just make these two marks and that'll be a meter and we'll, you know, we'll make meter measurement devices based on that, but this is the thing. Right. Um, and then eventually they realized, well, that's not going to, that's not really great either. We need something that's even more precise and, and universal. And mm -hmm. we can come up with this crazy, uh, you know, distance of light in you know one three hundred millionth of a second or whatever it is yeah um and that's just that but yeah platinum radium bar as soon as i saw that i was like oh it's gonna be about the meter thing cool mm -hmm. um, and i don't know whether that one is also changing uh despite all the attempts to not make it change but i know that the the base kilogram weight mm -hmm. uh has been losing weight yeah ever since yeah. they uh ever since they first made it and that's why they they recently redefined the kilogram more precisely to be a certain number of a certain isotope of atom. Ah, oh, okay. Um, so that they could get away from that one thing that was very, uh, that was uh, actually losing weight. Right. So, so I said meter. Yes, and that was the correct answer. All right. So I had all of three on the day. I had four. Nice. Uh, I think this was kind of a tough day. I think uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I mean... I, I, I feel like I could have gotten Danube if I'd really, mm. if, I, if I put a little bit more thought into it, I, I would have uh, kind of re-talked myself back into it. But mm -hmm. yeah. It's definitely one of those things that like it's a, it seems like it's a prominent enough question, like the river that borders more than, more countries than any other in the world is probably kind of a known mm. entity for yeah. a fair number of trivia nerds like us. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, a bit, bit disappointing not to get that. And I just, mm -hmm. I feel a little bad about the Iran-Iraq war. I don't, you know, that just got by teenage me. So, mm -hmm. um, that's all I'm, the only excuse I have for it. Yeah. Um. 10 countries so. just seems like not very many for the, for the most countries that a river goes through. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of countries kind of build their countries mm. around yeah. the bodies of water that they want to yeah. make use of. Things like the Amazon. I think that's mm -hmm. if not entirely in Brazil, then it's so mostly Almost Brazil all, that probably yeah. only two or three other countries. But yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or the Mississippi. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One country. Yeah. One country. So, so yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Um, I, you know, I was, uh, as it turned out, my performance yesterday got me quite a lot of MPD because it was a forfeit match. Yeah, bummer. And that's, that's always a bit of a bummer. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to win, but not really like that. Yeah. So hope that person's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's about it for today then. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember. Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.